The following podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. This is Liz Barron coming to you from WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh, North Carolina State's student-run radio station, and you're listening to Mardra, a podcast aimed at celebrating and bringing into focus music created by and for people of marginalized genders and sexualities. On this episode, I was able to talk to Goddamn Wolves, a local indie rock band from Raleigh. They were kind enough to be one of the first bands that I've interviewed, so I'm grateful for their cooperation. Stay tuned to hear more about the origins of Goddamn Wolves, their thoughts on feminism, and what the local music scene means to them. As you know, this is my first time doing this, um, so thank you for being my first guests. Um, I'm excited to learn about your music, your creative process, and how feminism comes along with all your music. So how did y'all meet? I don't know the best way to... Yeah, well, I, I had lived in Los Angeles for a long time, and then about four years ago, I moved to Raleigh, and my wife actually had a friend who plays guitar, and uh, he had mentioned, oh, you know, I'm going to want to jam sometime, and I was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of jamming, but then when it came up, I was like, well, all right, you know, I should I should get out there, you know, so I did, and um, Chris was part of that. And I really enjoyed his songs and stuff. So went along the second time and then uh, that became a band. And then at a certain point that band broke up. And at that point, uh, Chris and I asked Drew if he wanted to form a new band. And he did. So That's right. <laughs> and I met and they had known each other a long time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I met Chris there. There used to be a studio space right across the street, um, uh, right above Curious Goods, mm. uh, right before that got torn down. And we used to have uh, lots of music and... It was an art studio as well, and but we would have lots of different music um, events there just uh, for a lot of some of the local musicians in the area. And I, I know Chris would attend every every now and then, and uh, so we had played together a few times over the years, and and then that was it. So. I think I had seen you before, too. Drew's uh, in another band called Love Utter, yeah. and um, I knew um, another member of that band, and so I think I saw... I don't know oh. if I saw you before I played oh, with cool. you, but yeah. Yeah. so yeah, so that's how we kind of all got together, right? And then, yeah. Right, and then actually the the band that Laura and I were in, this band called Rapture Clouds, um, we played two shows. I think oh, that's with right. Love Utter, and yeah. after those shows, Laura was like, "That Drew can is really good." <laughs> <laughs> he really yeah, knows his way around a drum kit. <laughs> I think loud. That's what that's what I got. I do loud. That's always good. But I also I remember talking to you that night. I had just moved here, and he was kind of filling me in on the local scene and yeah. everything. And he was yeah. a cool guy. So yeah. that's awesome. I realize I completely breezed by your names. Uh, in your oh, yeah. So if you want to go around and say your name and pronouns and your role in the band. Uh, I'm Laura McCullough. She, her, and I play bass and sing backing vocals. I'm Chris Wielding. He, him, and I play guitar and sing. And I'm Drew Folia, and I'm the drummer, and he, him. Great. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long have you all been in a band together? I think two years. Yeah, I yeah, think we're two, getting close to yeah, two years. Yeah, two years in November, I think, right? Oh, is that right? Two yeah. years in November, okay. yeah. Nice. That sounds mm-hmm. about right. Has, has music always been a passion for each one of you, or is it just something yeah. that you've picked up? Oh, I don't. Let me speak for everybody in the room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fairly safe assumption, right? Yeah. Yeah, def- for me, definitely. Yeah. And, I, you know, I've been playing since I was in high school and it's always there have been periods where I take like a 
maybe two to five years off like you get frustrated with being in bands and kind of give up on it for a while but I always find them a lot happier when I am playing yeah and um and I'm always listening to music a lot whether I'm playing or not but yeah so for me definitely yes yeah I um I I started I always wanted to play an instrument but I didn't get a guitar until I was I think 15 and then I just went full tilt but yeah, even as a kid, I was like, I want to play the drums. I want to play cello, and <laughs> <laughs> we and yeah, it never happened. Um, and then, yeah, and then once I had a guitar, it was that was my my thing. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm the youngest of four in my family, and my older brother Paul is uh, four years older than I am, and he definitely turned me on to music. And uh, and I would say when I was probably 12 or 13, I got a drum kit. And just didn't play with any, just played, you know, just a handful of albums and stuff and was really obviously not even a hobby, I don't think I would say. Um, And then when I got into high school, got together with some other people for a little while. We never played out anywhere, Um, just played and had fun a handful of times, maybe 10 times. Then that was it. Then didn't play uh, an instrument again until uh, about 12 years ago when I moved back into when I moved into the neighborhood right down the road um, and uh, the band I'm in now, Love Utter, um, my neighbor, uh, he just, well, the day I moved in, he was like, hey, do you, do you play an instrument? And I was like, well, I played drums 20 some odd years ago and, uh, and then that was it. And we got together and immediately we just, we had like four songs, like within the first night we were just clicked and it worked really well. And so we started playing together and that band is still playing. Um, we, uh, we, 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 have a hard time getting schedules together but we've been doing a little better now so yeah that's been a really good jam session it's a yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's so a it's I, like, I like it's a it's a, a totally, totally different, different thing yeah, i think I from what we're doing with with the jury's out walls. on that one yeah, yeah that's a, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a it's a different thing, thing. and so it's a it's i i don't i feel like it's a it's meeting two different needs i guess for the things i like to do musically yeah. Yeah. For the record, I'm just kidding. I love, love it. Yeah. <laughs> just put it out. Just, just, <laughs> just got it on record. All right, right. Colin. I love you guys. That's it. <laughs> All right. So, was it intuitive to make the kind of music that you're making, or is it more like kind of trying to meld together different genres? No, I think it's we have a pretty common. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it's different genres, um, but I think when we do play together, it's the result of the three of us in the room. It's not, I don't know that we have an idea, you know, like this song is going to sound like this. It's like we just start playing and it, it becomes how it sounds. But yeah. we have a, we have fairly common, we're roughly the same age. We have fairly similar mm-hmm. musical um, backgrounds and tastes, um, you know, similar, not identical. Yeah. And I think certainly our influences are, as Chris said, I think our influences are different to some degree, but not like wildly different. I mean, I think we're all within the same genre, same time periods and so forth. And um, I think we all have a love for all the new stuff that's happening, too. I think that's a that's a big deal. I don't think that we're we're stagnating in terms of, you know, listening to what's coming out there. Just the opposite. I think we're all constantly pulling from and listening to the what's what's happening and and you know quote unquote keeping up with it but not 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 that as being the goal as much as it's just an interest right 
Yeah, and I think it's been one good thing in the band is like we're constantly just sending stuff to yep. each other, like check this out, check this out. And so I'm been exposed to a lot more new music than I was before I was in with this group. Absolutely, you know? across genres. That's the other thing too. Like I'm hearing things I I never would have listened to before and, and love like so many of these things that yeah. I never and, and I'm so grateful for that too. Yeah. What would you say like a a new influencing band would be for y'all? Um, well, all of us are really super excited about Mannequin P. <laughs> uh, we can go ahead with that yeah. Mannequin Pussy. Yeah. And we're all going to be oh. attending the Kings show coming up. Absolutely. And together. that's like, talk about like a new, like we learned that from, we learned about that band from DJ Beowulf. From DJ Beowulf. Yeah. yeah. Like what? A you know, month ago? I, it, it's so funny. Like I had heard of them and yeah. I was, I admit the name, I was kind of like, is this going to be like some hardcore punk? Like, not that I can't go for that sometimes, but you know, I was not yeah. expecting what it turned out to be. Yeah, yeah but I think fantastic. all of us were hit yeah. really hard by that. Yeah, really good. That album is yeah. crazy, crazy good, crazy it, good. And they do so many things on that album. They go like they're spanning genres on that album, and it's just and it all fits. It's just it's a it's really well done. Yeah, it seems to be a new thing recently, like going from genre to genre within one yeah. album. Yeah, absolutely. They they they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, giant Dog. Yeah, yeah Chris got me into a Giant Dog. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite bands for sure. Um, I, I was going to say we were we were again through Laura after hearing us together Pangea. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, that she mentioned that we yeah. reminded her of them, and so yeah, and I went to that That's show so cool. recently. They're great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think who else? Um, yeah, they're yeah. not a not a great. Yeah. Like, who found la 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 that was me was that? Yeah, so yeah. there you go yeah. yeah all right okay so is there a goal with your music is there is it just for fun or is it something that you want to achieve with it well i would say primarily it's for fun but um on a personal level i'm getting a lot out of it <laughs> um beyond fun like it's it feels good to be productive and creative you know there's another aspect to it than just just mm -hmm. making music i mean there's it's layered for me yeah like doing this, yeah, like doing I, this is like super cool, cool. Yeah. yeah yeah i think when i first when i moved out here i thought yeah it'd be kind of cool to get into a band but you know maybe Maybe we'd play Slims every other month, you know, that'd be awesome. And then, you know, it was so good. Then I started thinking, well, geez, you know, maybe we could really do some things. And I think all three of us really enjoy recording. And I don't know if these guys, for me, that's my favorite part. Like, I like that more than playing out live. And to be able to go, we've been using this really great studio in Durham called Deep Sound Studio. And it's really rewarding to, Chris brings in an idea for a song we all work together for it to be a fully formed song and then to go and record that and get that end result. Like to me, that's kind of the ultimate of yeah. being in a band. Sounds really gratifying. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, definitely. I, I would, I would, I think I'm just going to echo what the two of you just said too. I think it, um, for me, it certainly start, you know, it, it, I'm an amateur musician, you know, of the two of these members too, for sure. More amateur than, than the two of them. And uh, and so it, I guess it would have started out as something I would have said was just a hobby or just for fun. But I absolutely appreciate what it does for me as a creative outlet. 
and how it um, it gets me out of my comfort zone, and that moves me differently through the world, and it helps me to be you know just see the world differently and move differently, and that's a good thing. And I, and I, yeah, I think it's I, so. I'm super grateful for this. Yeah. yeah. What do you want your listeners to feel when they listen to your music? Is that like part of the goal, or is it just like a nice side effect? I don't. I mean, I want people to like it for sure, and um, there are things that I'm proud of. Um, but uh, in terms of yeah, wanting a certain result, I don't have any of that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like at our last practice, we're taking October off. This is probably the only outside thing besides practice that we're doing this month, and we're just going to work on new songs and stuff. And Chris was kind of bringing up, what do you guys think about the direction of the band? You know, should and it's kind of like, well, when you hear a great song, like mm-hmm. you know it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the goal, right? Just to, and if we think the songs are great, hopefully other people will too. It's kind of out of our control, but as long as we all like what we're doing. If they don't, then they're wrong. Right, and like it or love it. And we're okay with that. Two choices, like it or love it. It's okay if they're wrong, and we're given that. Yeah, but that, yeah, I mean, as long as we really like what we're doing, that's good. All right, well, shifting gears, like this podcast is about feminism as well as marginalized genders and sexualities and their being underrepresented in the music scene so how do you feel about that before we jump in like what is your what are your thoughts on marginalized genders and sexualities in the music scene well i'll take this laura okay <laughs> yes please, please do. i was going to speak for laura actually but go ahead no, but i think we both yeah, okay well i uh you know we're not super young like this is probably my second time around doing bands and everything and I can tell you that when I started, it was much different than it is now. I feel like we're in a pretty good spot now. I mean, I see a lot of good representation of women for sure. In fact, we did a show a few weeks back, and uh, this guy there mentioned to me something about, it's it's really hard to find a chick bass player that's good, you know? And I think, really? Like, maybe when I started doing this, but I, I think we have lots of women musicians on every yeah. instrument now. And it's not a gimmick in any way. It's just a part of indie rock bands now. And hopefully we'll catch up racially, too. I still see a lot of white people in this music scene. But, I mean, it's changing a bit, but it'd be great if eventually that changed. And as far as genders go, I think there, yeah, there's a long way to go with trans and non-binary. I mean, there's people like Mal Blum. I think that's... Maybe the highest profile thing I can think of mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Hopefully, we'll see that grow yeah. more. But I think, yeah, it's totally yeah. getting there. You know, I so. would guess that that's going to accelerate very quickly. Just um, seeing, I'm. Mean, it just seems that there's been such a massive shift in mm-hmm. culture that um, a lot of younger people, even just have that um, um, worldview. Uh, worldview example right, right or yeah. an example like the, it's they're they don't feel isolated if yeah. they, you know so pe- people are more and more comfortable being who they are and as they get older and make music and grow up in that environment just accelerate music mm-hmm. will reflect that you know but you know the people who are making music now like the let's say the average person is like eight maybe 18 or 18 mm-hmm. to 25 let's say so that 
generation has grown up in a very different environment than we grew up in. Yeah, and I don't know if it depends on, you know, where you live. You know, like, for me, like, uh, coming out as a lesbian was kind of a big deal. I mean, I would not have done that in high school. There's no way I would have felt comfortable doing that. You know, college is a different story. But I hear about a lot of kids now coming out in high school and uh, school groups, and that's great. But I, I do wonder, like, you know, Raleigh is progressive. Los Angeles is progressive. I don't know if that's true for kids across yeah. the country, you know, in, in more suburban or rural areas. But, I mean, I hope it is. But they also have access to, like, easier access to a broader spectrum of experience than like you used to have. That's again, true. Again, That's we true. Kids. I mean, I, I remember I was telling him recently, like, like when I was, you know, coming out and figuring out who I was, man, if there was a lesbian kiss on a show, I taped that shit. I recorded that shit, right? It didn't matter if I hated the show. That was major, right? Like, we didn't have, you know, all this internet access and everything. Like, something like that happened. Oh, you know. But now I think, yeah, it's very, very different mm-hmm. yeah. for kids. Do you guys feel like um, you can be unapologetic in this kind of music scene? In terms of being yourself, being free with what you're saying and the whatever the topic of your music is? Um, <laughs> well, the thing I struggle with now is just that we're old. Like, since we're older, um, it's weird. <laughs> um, and just growing up, you know, like rock and roll is, was all about, you know, being like, horny and like out to party and stuff and no one wants to see an old person like <laughs> singing about that and stuff so i definitely don't think about that but i mean I, I wouldn't be um uh i wouldn't feel uneasy about um you know any anything that used to be mm-hmm. taboo yeah. you know but even growing up though it seemed like there were people saying stuff that was you know out of the mainstream yeah. so i don't know how oppressive it was when we were younger yeah that might be a factor of our being cisgendered white old white men right that that's my that's what i would say is my not fear but like you know i i am constantly making sure that i am checking that lens right that i'm going you know look these changes and the things that are happening are great and I can't even begin to imagine the struggles of folks um, because it's just never been my reality and it and it likely won't be for the rest of my life right I mean the, while things are changing and it's great let's be honest it takes a while for it for you know true for there's for there to be you know true equality or for it to be like i've had it yeah no that's not going to happen in my lifetime as much as i want it to be (laughs) this is not going to happen and so i i think i mean obviously i i I don't write the songs or anything but i mean i feel like just in general that's my attitude towards it and and trying to in all i guess in in as many interactions as i can be a, a voice for there are a handful of old white dudes out there that that get that this is this is a good thing and and fight yeah. for it. Don't let this yeah. guy fool you. He's totally unapologetic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's true. That, yeah. 
Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid to get angry about some stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good well, it's important to recognize and like sure. be able to check your own sure. privilege once yep. in a while. Absolutely. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All the time. <laughs> yeah, that's been very positive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, just having your uh, your eyes opened um, and more voices that are heard, the, the better off old white guys like Drew and I are. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I cannot imagine being in a band with people who are not politically progressive or socially mm-hmm. progressive. I mean, I don't think that would be possible, especially it's such a big part of our lives now, yeah. every day and topic of discussion. And, and you know, I mean, these guys are my friends. Obviously, we just have to, you have to have that commonality, yeah. or at least I think for all of us, you'd uh, have yeah. to. 100%. Yeah. All right. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> do y'all think that feminism has a place in music in general? And then do you think it has a place in has a place in your music alone in music absolutely um again like dating myself but i mean you know kathleen hannah bikini kill mm-hmm. courtney love whole you know babes in toyland i mean all these bands were super formative for me growing up and i don't think we would be where we are now in music without them and then you know amazing bands like pussy riot that are you know f- fighting for equality for everybody and yeah, absolutely. Has a huge place in music. Um, for our band, I don't know. I mean, I, Chris can probably address this more, but I don't. I don't know that feminism is necessarily a theme in our songs. You want to take that one? Yeah, I don't. I don't really tackle it <laughs> um, as as much as I'm sure people would love to hear my. Your take. take. <laughs> uh, Let's get your um, hot take on that. Yeah, I, I'm, t- I'm thinking about the lyrics, and in general, they're more either personal or if there are relationships, they're not specific. Um, gender, gender, um, gender rolled. Yeah, yeah, it applies yeah, to yeah. all sides. Yeah. yeah, keep it kind of vague all the way through, um, which I think is just a comfort thing for me. Um and, um, yeah, the, th- the things I think about are not, when I was younger, I was more, um, focused on relationships and, and stuff like that. I'm less so now. So that's mostly why that is. But, um, I definitely, um, would be very uncomfortable if anybody heard it our stuff and thought it was not progressive or supportive of um, all the good things. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess we're not like a super political band yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. It's, you know. If I could do it, I, w- I probably would. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky yeah. thing, it just, right? It, it yeah. could, you could sound so stupid oh, like, yeah. um, telling people how to how to act you know yeah, or like think a, yeah like i see a band like local band pie mm-hmm. face girls and yeah. to me that's like a direct descendant of bikini kill yeah. you know all of that stuff in yeah. the best possible way but yeah. that's hard to do right. you know i mean that's it's hard to pin yeah mm-hmm. no I, I think yeah i think that's i think that's a very fair assessment of we're playing to our strengths right you know i think i think or or just what you feel comfortable doing that's yeah yeah because yeah. i think people pick up i mean that's the one of the most important things I think with um, with bands is is that there's some authenticity. Like even if it's like an over the top, like like 
you know, you know, like Guar or something, you know, you, but you know that they're like, this is cool. This is a show. What they're doing, right? Like, and they're very authentic about, mm-hmm. look at this. Um, but yeah, if you tried, if you pretended to be right. something you're not, it would be very off putting. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like I can't imagine us trying to do like some of the songs that Pie Face Girls yeah, do, right? No. That's just not our thing. Right. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah. Or right. singing about, or singing about yeah. being young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. With, you know, yeah. like maybe you could sing about looking back on when you were young, but, right. you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The authenticity <laughs> is what is key, is what it sounds like. All right. Yeah. Okay, well. Kind of switching gears again. Um, what are your thoughts on the current music scene in Raleigh? I love it. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Drew is the one who can yeah. go off on this. Yeah. He's very, uh, he's a very enthusiastic supporter of Super, local music. I think uh, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. I'm always in awe of the bands and the talent in general that is in this area is forever just it's daunting to me just to just to there I any given night there are bands and I don't know a lot of them and you know you can go to a club and you won't know who they are it doesn't even matter what genre and you're gonna see you know 99 times out of 100 you're gonna see some folks that really know what they're doing as as musicians and songwriters and and the crowd you know like there are people who go out and support it yeah I mean, that's yes a, that's huge oh yeah you know? and we have great not venues. always <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about yeah, none. um and the venues I, th- I think that's another thing i always try to i always try to mention is is i think one of the reasons we have such a, a great music scene here is the is the different classes of venues you know we have we have places that that you can't have more than 10 15 people in the room and that's important right because you're not going to get a lot of local bands to fill 100 200 person venues and and playing out live and doing a live thing is is a good thing right that's a it's an expression it gets people involved it gets it gets people to you know to work at their craft and it gets people to be exposed to it and uh so having this just spectrum of venues of different of different feels, you know, we've got, you know, like Wicked Witch and Slims and, you know, maybe um, even some more maybe sterile is not the word, but maybe more accessible places. Right. Um, than those. And I, to be clear, love Slims and Wicked Witch. I think those were fantastic venues. Um, uh, but but it allows for different genres, different people, different um all groups can find a place in Raleigh Durham and Chapel Hill to go see some music and be with people and and that's huge i think that you know for for being a, a an area of of what are we total 1.2 million or something um that's a big deal to have that that level of support we're not like a huge city <laughs> Um, so it's not like we're, you know, we're not like a Seattle or an LA or, or well, whatever. I mean, I was in New York for 20 years yeah. and, um, whenever we play, you know, it was, there, a scene didn't really, um, it didn't feel like there was a scene, like there's a scene here, like bands would come in and they, you know, you try to, everybody was just trying to get a, a record deal or whatever. I, I imagine LA is exactly oh, yeah, the same. same. And, um, so there were, it, there was very little inner band support that I saw. Um, and then down here, yeah, um, right. bands really 
seem to to look out for each other and support each other and um and uh it's really it's really cool yeah that's a that's a good point i see a lot of my favorite local bands out seeing other bands i mean i see the members of these bands oh it's fantastic you know and it's 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 very very cool um lots of lots of inner dynamics that goes on there that's all supportive like like you're saying chris yeah yeah it's great yeah very very fortunate to be living in this area i feel like yeah what would you say your favorite uh local venue is wknc how about no i think to play slims is my favorite yeah, yeah. it's you know small it's it's just a great dirty you know yeah. rock bar yeah. to see a show i you know nobody good ever plays there but the lincoln theater it's yeah. close to my house mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I don't know. I just feel like I can see from wherever I am, you know, mm-hmm. in the venue. I can have a great oh, a view great and the sound is great. Kings is great to see. I have not been to Kings yet. Oh, Kings. And I, like, I like playing at the poor house. Uh, poor houses. Uh, it was probably going to be my is, answer. Sound is great. Sound um, is great. Jack nice and space, yeah. Adam running. Always shout out to them. Those guys are fantastic. And I don't know the names of the other people, but they're also really appreciate all that they do there. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen lots of great shows there, and they do a great job with the sound, and I feel like that venue's really good. Yep. And I love the pin hook in Durham. I want to oh, play yeah, there yeah. badly. Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't played there yet. Oh, my God. I love the pin hook, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a I, great that's space. Nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, you know, it seems like most of the shows fall on weeknights, and <laughs> it gets a little late heading <laughs> out there, but, yeah, that's just a great venue. Screaming Females, November 6th. I know. That's where it is. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. Well, before we wrap it all up, I have some uh, silly questions. So, uh, what's your astrological sign, and do you care? I care very much. Okay. I'm a Taurus, and I have um, uh, what's the my rising sign is is Cancer. Sign. R- rising sign Cancer. Mm, okay. So I don't know the sun sign, but I love it. I love astrology. Astrology. Yeah. Astrology. Yeah. Astronomy is the other one. Yeah, <laughs> the real one. Yeah. Oh, easy. Uh, easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about y'all? I'm Pisces, but I don't I don't think I fit it at all. Yeah. And I don't put a lot of faith in it. Typical Pisces. Yeah. Well <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I'm a Leo. I don't know what the other things are that you said. I I'm familiar with the concepts, oh, but I my don't moon know. is Gemini. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. I know. All right. Yeah. No, I I believe you do, and I'm not I'm not questioning you. I'm, um, no. That's that's all, Leo. That's all I got. And that's, I, from what I think I know, I think that's I kind of fit it. I'm not so sure. So if you're listening and you play drums or bass, reach out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> okay. Um, do y'all have any pets that you want to talk about real quick? <laughs> I have a sick dog right now. Um, yeah, he's a poodle. Um, we're going to the vet tomorrow. We'll see what's going on. So, um, but he, yeah, he's uh, he's like our mascot. He's a big fan. Mm. He, yeah, he's, he's, he literally sits through every practice in the room, like right across his feet. I don't even feet. do that. No, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> that's that's yes. dedication. Yes, yeah, yeah. like in yeah. front of the pedal board, he just yeah, yeah. that's really nice. Um, Bosco. Yeah. Bosco. Yeah. Bosco. Bosco the poodle. Yes, yeah. I have a uh, a mixed breed rescue dog that is she is she's my buddy. We watch Cup of Joe every morning, and uh, so if you want to come see see my dog, you can be out <laughs> Cup of Joe in the morning, and you will see us out there. We hang out there. 
Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have three cats. That I did not plan to have three cats. I only planned to have two, <laughs> but we found one out in the road, and pretty soon, you know, yeah. they just end up sticking around. <laughs> so three cats. That's wonderful. I'm glad we're all we're all animal people here. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you have? I well, because I am in college, I'm not allowed to have a dog with me. But my oh. sibling has a dog who is um, the light of my life. She's a pit bull, oh. and her name's Jackie. And I think about her 24 seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, final kind of question: uh, If you were dessert, what would you be? Mm. Well, that's, mm. a that's a very so not necessarily what I like, mm-hmm. but what would I be? What embodies you the best? Oh, you think? Yeah. oh okay. Yeah, mm. I was going for what I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can overlap. I'd probably have to go with those purulines, those little round <laughs> sticks, because yeah. that's pretty much how I'm built. Is <laughs> like Good a little answer. round stick, <laughs> little chocolate, not very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you're sweet. A little sweet? Oh, okay. I I'm think a little so. Yeah. That's it. That's what I got. The stick. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I guess I'll be like some kind of dark, bitter chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's not you at all. See? Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with uh, like a baklava. Or something, yeah. No. Lots flaky. of layers. Oh, layers flaky. Yeah. A little flaky. <laughs> a little flaky. <laughs> so greasy and flaky. Who was late gotcha. to this? A little nuts. Delicious. A little nuts. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um. So so you said you were taking the month of October off, but beyond that, do you have any shows coming up that you'd like to plug? Uh, November. Yeah, what is the date on that? It's 16th? A s- November 16th, a Saturday night at Slim's. We're opening for a band that's touring here from South Florida. Um. They are called. Nope. Got I know. Them. I don't have it either. Hold on. But it's a Saturday night at Slim's. It will mm-hmm. be a fairly early night because we're opening. Or you can stick around and catch the yeah, band be a late from Florida. Night for me, for sure. I like this band. They sound good. Yep. No, I did check them out too, and they do sound good. We just—I was so focused on that Dude York show, I never, <laughs> I never um, fully caught the name. Yeah. You just listened to an interview of the local indie rock band Goddamn Wolves. If you are interested in listening to more content like this, go to wknc.org slash podcasts. I'm Liz Barron, and thanks for listening.
more than I ever could have asked for.